Hi, I'm Chris Barker. And I'm Will Betts, and this is the Music Tech My Forever Studio podcast. In this podcast, we talk to producers, studio engineers, artists, and fellow gearheads about their dream studio. They'll choose their dream location, describe their ideal studio vibe, and crucially, the six pieces of gear they'll have in that studio forever. Yep, that's right. Those are the rules. They get a computer, DAW, an audio interface, um, and that's all included. And then they will choose six pieces of gear and one non-gear-related luxury item. In this episode, we're talking to pianist, synthesist, and programmer Hinako Amori. As we record this episode, Hinako has just got back to London after playing keyboards on tour with James Bay on the Ed Sheeran tour, and she's also played piece for Katie Tunstall, Kate Tempest, um, and with Georgia, who she also DJs with. Hinako is also a composer and recording artist in her own right, and like so many other musicians, she also does a lot more that's not just direct playing and recording of music. She's a label manager at Tape Club Records, she's been on a curation team for In The Woods Festival, and has even worked in artist relations at Focusrite. Let's get this started then. This is the Music Tech Magazine My Forever Studio with Hanako Amori. Welcome. Hello, thanks for having me. <laughs> no worries, thank thanks you. Thanks for coming on. Thanks for coming. You know the premise, you've heard the rules. Mm-hmm. Well, okay, so let's, mm-hmm. let's talk about your ideal studio then. Mm-hmm. In your dream studio, your forever studio, mm-hmm. where you spend the rest of your days... Mm-hmm. Where would you want it to be in the world? Mm, I was thinking, so this year in January, I went to an island called Okinawa, which is the very south of Japan. There's an island just off the bottom of Japan. And even in December, uh, it's 25 degrees. It's the most glorious temperature. It's really beautiful. Sandy beaches and mountains. Um, In terms of nature, it's just beyond. It's so beautiful. Um, And yeah, I just felt really really peaceful there when I was there I spent about a week there with my mum just went on a little holiday and I think I just chose to retire there (laughs) I knew that I wanted to end up old and and living there you know so I think that's where I'd have it so somewhere in the mountains maybe like a little wooden hut or something but overlooking the sea Um, and also the pace of life there is just really slow like everyone talks slower walks slower (laughs) you know and the food the food is amazing because you get so much seafood and Mm. Yeah, I could talk about Okinawa for days, but so before yeah. you visited there, would mm. that would it have still been somewhere similar in terms of aesthetic to somewhere like that for a studio, or would would you have been before you went there? Would it have been a city, or or would it always uh, be somewhere remote? And some is that the vibe generally you're going for? I think so. I think I've always grown up in cities, and I think it'd be nice to just have a sanctuary somewhere that's you know as much as I love and I love living in London, and there's so much going on, and I think we're incredibly lucky that. You can go out any night of the week and there's some, you know, so much stuff to choose from culturally. And But I think um, it is also important to sort of connect with nature and have a bit of peace and quiet sometimes. Um, yeah, I think that's weird. And the general vibe, you've already said it. like a wooden hut, so we're talking mm. quite organic sort of vibe in there, furniture-wise and kind of... Yeah, I think so. I think, I mean, obviously in terms of, you know, sound insulation and stuff like that, I'm not sure if a wooden hut is the best <laughs> idea, but... In we'll an ideal situation. <laughs> yeah. so. That's true. We'll take that as a given. Yeah. We're just sort of more, more thinking about, you know, because studios come yeah. in lots of different forms mm. from like quite clinical sort of spaces. To For quite... sure. So tell mm. us about your vibe. Um, what do you like? What makes you ready to make music or ready to, oh, to work on a project? I think somewhere quiet with no distractions and a lot of nature. Um, I think when, when I initially when we were chatting about the um, what we were talking about in the podcast and I was thinking an ideal location we um we found this Airbnb in Okinawa where my mum and I stayed and it was just so it's exactly how I'd imagine my studio to be I guess you kind of 
it's a pain in the ass to get to, to be honest. It's like you go up these really rickety stairs and once it gets dark, it's tough. Like, you know, you need a torch and a head torch and all sorts. But it's really secluded. It was wooden. There was like a like an open main room. It was an all-in-one space, a kitchen, bathroom, everything. But you open the windows and the sea is just there. So you're kind of elevated. You're quite high up. But, um, yeah, it's just yeah, it somewhere... Sounds, sounds pretty blissful. Somewhere very peaceful and... Yeah, I think I think that's where I like it to be. <laughs> and is there any connection for you culturally back to being there? Uh, sadly, not with Okinawa directly. Um, although one of my close friends is from there, and she is the most my friend Claire, who we met the other day. Mm. Um, she has the most peaceful nature of, I've known of anyone. Very kind, and I feel like that's the Okinawa spirit. Mm. I think, and actually, I think I might I might be wrong, but their life expectancy over there is in the hundreds. I think. That's right. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think um I think it's just the way of living everyone is just very peaceful. And uh, I think I've used the word peaceful a lot of times, but you know, that's just a But it's not a stressful place. I yeah. mean, this is no, the thing. God, no. There's yeah. no cortisol in anybody's body. Oh, hell no. No. Yeah. And you know, even the cars drive at 10 miles per hour, which can be frustrating <laughs> if if you're from the city as yeah, we sure. found out when we hired a car there, but So if you rock general... up there and start making 134 BPM techno, <laughs> I'll just go gabba all the way. <laughs> Life expectancy goes down <laughs> on the entire island. <laughs> You're there forever an, an with experiment. your studio. <laughs> In life expectancy, yeah. <laughs> Excellent. So one of the other things you get mm -hmm. um, here is a, a computer. It doesn't count towards your six. If you mm -hmm. want a computer, you don't need a computer, but mm -hmm. if you want one, you can have one. Mm -hmm. What would it be and what door would you run on it? Ooh, uh, what would it be? So I currently use a MacBook Pro Um I think I'd stick with a lap. Oh, I don't know. Would I stick with a laptop? I think I would in terms of being able to take it around with me if I needed to, to go somewhere. I don't know. Around the island. Might go island hopping. Yeah. Who knows? <laughs> so maybe it's nice to have something that's a bit more portable. Um, so some specced out Mac laptop. Basically. Yeah. If that was poss possible. Yeah. And then, I mean, it is your, yeah. it's your dream studio. It's, <laughs> studio. You, it's whatever you want. It is possible. You can have it. Um, and door, I think I would choose Ableton. Um, I find it so fluid and fun and immediate to use. And I've really enjoyed, yeah, I've just, I think most of my writing starts in Ableton for sure. Um, also you, the you studied on Tom, Tonmeister, right? Mm, so, um, yeah. Would, were you, did you, you know, must we, have been quite Pro Tools in that kind of edge when you were doing that? Course, right. We didn't use Ableton at all. Well, I, I didn't personally. I think we use Pro Tools and Logic mainly. Um, and, uh, oh God! Wait, hang on. Let me think about this. How was it called? Pyramix, mm, classical wow. recording we use. That was quite old school. <laughs> but um, and not my my computer now. I use mainly Logic and Ableton, um, just because I guess I've just had it there and it's been really fluid to use for me. But I think I'm using Ableton more and more in the live uh, uh, when we're doing live shows as well. And it's just so flexible, like what you can do with it and the mm. the ability to really mess around and warp audio and just have fun with it. I think I, I just, yeah, I really love it. And does that play into your compositional style then, uh, working with loops rather than doing through composition? Uh, I guess so, yeah. Um, although, as well as that, I've, um, so I kind of use Ableton more in, in arrangement view, to be honest, not so much in session view. Right. Um, so I guess it's similar to Logic. I just um, find the editing tools a lot quicker for me. Oh, okay. Um, so I guess in that sense, I don't use the 
session view to, to be looping stuff as much. But I've really enjoyed using a loop pedal on synths and just sort of recording and building stuff that way. Mm. Um, I think I'm going to choose a loop pedal as one of my six things I'm in a minute. Whoa, 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 yeah. whoa, whoa. I know, okay. I know, I know. Okay. Sorry. We'll get to it. So can you tell us a little bit more about your background then? We had a yeah. bit of a, an intro at the top, but um, tell us a bit about you as a musician and where you've come from. Um, oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> so you started as a musician rather than as a producer or, a, you know, a, te- right, a yeah. tech. Um, the tech came later. Yeah, so I started playing classical piano and then um, I carried that on till, I guess, uni. But when I got to GCSE stage and really wanted to try music tech, um, and at the time... The school that I was at, the the music tech class wasn't well. It was great, but as in, it didn't have a huge amount of gear for us to play with, mm. and there was only three of us that actually wanted to do the course. So, I kind of looked around, and there was a course at Ragged College that I really wanted to do, and I'd heard so much about from friends, and um, so I went to do that course, and I learnt with an incredible teacher called Lloyd, um, who was so enthusiastic. He was in a band himself that were gigging at the time, and but he so Lloyd actually suggested that we do the Tom Meister course. And mm. he said, if, if you are going to carry on doing this at uni, then you should try and do this. And so I kind of was was missing a physics A-level, but I just tried my best <laughs> and went anyway and somehow managed to wangle my way onto the course. Um, so yeah, so I, I studied there for four years and then ended up doing a placement in a music supervision company called Hot House, which really inspired me to look into more areas like film music and music supervision and we looked after a roster of film composers as well so I kind of got mm. to see that world and see how they realized their beautiful scores in studios and um yes yeah, so that was a real eye-opening time for me um, being, well how did you get how do you end up being on tour with James Bay because uh, that's uh, that's a bit of a leap with sort of right, <laughs> jumping um, right up to the present so after I left uni so I, after when was this in 2011 I ended up I was in an originals band with a friend um, and I think at one of our shows a mutual friend had come along and and basically sent me an email saying we're actually looking for a session player and at the time I didn't really know what a session player was or what that meant and he asked me to send an audition clip in of me playing some of the artist songs and and I sent it off and somehow it went really well and ended up going on the road with them for maybe a month or two. So that was my first sort of for session playing and at the time, I was like a 21-year-old, like fresh out of uni, <laughs> still sort of figuring out stuff. I didn't really know much gear then still, and I was still using MIDI controllers and, and soft, you know, soft synths. Um, so that was a really insightful time. And then since then, I've actually had more full-time jobs in the more in the background of the music. Uh, how would you say it? Uh, so my first job after leaving uni was working at a... a music distributor called Believe. So I was working in their in-house label and doing sort of more behind the scenes kind of stuff, but always session playing on the side because I was still sort of figuring out what that meant and still kind of, you know, meeting people and slowly, I guess, making contacts. Um, But through that, I I, I still had my full-time job until three years ago. And then at that period of time, I was playing a lot with my friend Georgia. Um, This is the synth pop Georgia. That we yes, yeah, know about. yeah, UK artist. Yeah, yeah. she's Recently she's been featured a... in music tech. Correct. Yeah. Oh, great! Oh, amazing! Yeah. In one of the back. Oh, yeah. brilliant! Yeah, she's like a sister to me, and I, I um, yeah, I admire her very much, and she really 
inspired me to kind of look more into the life side, you know, life side of, of music. And she trusted me to to help her sort of, you know, program the set, program her sounds. We worked on different parts for everyone. And at the time, there were four of us in the band, but it went to two members. It was just me and Georgia, Georgia and I. Um, and then from then, I guess it was quite full on into the live side. And we had loads of shows coming up and a tour that we had booked. And I just thought, I'd love to try and do this properly and not try and fit it in around... Mm. A full-time job because I felt like I, I couldn't commit much to to her work and you know I adored playing with her and I just wanted to fully throw myself into it and so I quit my job and it was a very scary few months while I figured stuff out but I knew that I had this tour with Georgia opening for the kills and then from then we went to open for the flaming lips and both of those tours oh when we opened for hot chip as well and all three of the support tours that we did really inspired me you know just to see how artists that we loved went on the road how they did their thing how they performed their music in such a beautifully energetic way and with hot chip as well god their stage of synths when they tour live it's incredible like i still have this picture saved on my phone of their beautiful you know foray of synths and their big stage set up and then our gear in front but trying to fit everything in we literally had to crawl onto stage like there was no space to walk around there was one show that we did I think two of us had to be off the stage I think because <laughs> there was just so much gear <laughs> but because they're such synth heads it was really fascinating to see what they used and how they made their sounds and how they portrayed that live and so yeah that was a real education for me for sure so we've got the the Vibe Island studio <laughs> in the mountains in the wooden hut and then we've got With a laptop running Ableton. Laptop running Ableton. Mm -hmm. Suite, presumably. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yeah. And what's the audio interface? And this is a free one. It's not off your six. So this is part of the Ooh, standard. Um, I was thinking of something portable initially because I thought maybe it might be nice to take some stuff around, do some field recordings mm. or whatever. But I have been really interested in the Prism sound interfaces. I haven't actually used any of them yet, but I've heard so much about them and how incredible they are. Mm. So I guess if this is a dream situation, gonna it go, is going to go fancy. Going to go fancy. Go big or go home. <laughs> uh, the Atlas looks incredible. Go for the prison. Yeah. Wow. So that's the that's the base setup, and you've got your furniture and your leads. You don't have to worry about any of that. <laughs> so now it's it's the the six. Okay. Obviously, you can have any audio you want on this six, but it's obviously worth noting that you haven't got any monitoring or headphones yes. or anything else. So you're going to yeah. need something to hear this back. You could monitor off the, the laptop. Or just, oh yeah, I suppose you could, yeah. It'd have to be mad. <laughs> or, yeah, I don't know. Or if you're that good at seeing the waveforms and the... <laughs> just imagine what it sounds like. <laughs> just read the meters, man. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Can you, tell how, can you not see how good this sounds? Um, okay, so the first one... Uh, I think it'd have to be a memory moog. I was thinking, because I'd love to have a polyphonic synth there. Um, and you're going old, not the not the new big moog. Not the moog one. I don't know, there's something about the memory moog that just feels really right. I don't know. <laughs> when was the last time you used a, a memory moog? I've yeah. never used one before, okay. so it feels a bit of a stab in the dark, but um, just the history of it. And I'd, I'd go with a plus, because I think it has built-in MIDI and a sequencer over the, mm -hmm. the memory moog, memory moog, but... It's such a iconic piece of kit, and I just, yeah, it would be a dream to have one now. Yeah, I mean, that is a that's a monster synth. Mm. Yeah, that's that's dream synth territory. So, 
I'm a bit worried about the other items now because that's kind of <laughs> feels like that should have been the last <laughs> item. <laughs> oh god, yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> I think I just went with like the first thing that came to my mind. The just dream made a list, but <laughs> yeah, I will, we'll, we'll keep going. So okay, so yeah, the memory move plus. So what's that second thing? Let's move on and let's combine these items. <laughs> so I was thinking I'd love to take a my pedal board with me, but because I guess. A pedal board doesn't count as one thing, so I'd need one thing off that pedal board, right? Or, or am I It's allowed? a bit of a hack. We're, we're finding these hacks. Every, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Everybody's trying to break Every the system. Every single guest breaks the system. All right, but. I tell you what, I'm just going to choose one pedal for now, and it's one that I've been using recently for live, and I've loved it, and it's the Pictronics Infinity Looper. Oh, nice. Um, okay. I've been really enjoying using it. I kind of needed something that responded to MIDI and tempo, and was the first thing that I found and actually it's been so it's been more than that more creative than I could have hoped for so it's been really fun to use um it's yeah, not a standard think... looper as well like I, I, I mean I'm, I'm not a looper guy but um it's not one I've seen before a lot of people use the use the boss loopers and right which are great yeah. yeah god yeah they're amazing I think so what, what makes this one a bit more exciting or unique for you I think I needed something that um, particularly for the live show that I've been working on of, of just my own music recently, um, I needed something that would respond to MIDI from so tempo from Ableton, mm. and I think it was well just from reading reviews it was because I hadn't actually tried one before I bought it, but it's the one that sort of seems to be cropping up again and again and again. There was mm. more things like VeriSpeed. You can you know there's so many things you can change with it on the fly. Right. You can put expression pedal in it and. Just you know, map map things to you know. It's, it's yeah. I feel like it so was. So it, it receives MIDI clock, mm -hmm. or does it? Oh, or it receives know? MIDI yeah, clock. So. Yeah. Okay. And and at the time, I had something built for the live show already, and I needed something to fit in, and that was exactly what I needed. To, and it slotted in perfectly and worked exactly how I needed it to. But and more. So I actually ended up varying how I did things because of this looper, and I just thought it was great. Um, That's cool, isn't it? When a piece of gear changes your whole workflow or yeah. your aesthetic because it's like mm. like so that's something that gear has the ability to do that nobody really ever mentions is like it can it can change an entire sound it can create an entire genre totally. just mm. from a piece yeah. of equipment okay so that's two down okay you're layering you're looping mm -hmm. with the pigtronics infinity looper and your memory mode plus you're gonna have to actually hear something at some yes, point i know you? how are you yeah. gonna do that i might just refer to the it's the speakers that I use in, at home, um, just because I'm really used to them. So I think. Well, and otherwise, otherwise you've got an interface you've never used before. Yeah, I, I don't want too many variables. Yeah. <laughs> well, we went. We were talking about dreams. So I yeah. thought, you know what? Well, and, and you have to stuff to learn, I've already I guess, got. So it's exactly. Okay, but, you know. Yeah. Literally, solitude in the mountains. I've got all the time in the yeah. world. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, if you're into music production, you should also check out Music Tech magazine. In this month's issue, we share 100 tips from the pros on songwriting, production, mixing, recording, and loads more. We also give you our verdict on the Moog Matriarch, two mics from newcomers Austrian Audio, and we also try out the Behringer VC340 vocoder. In our interviews, we talk to up-and-coming house producer Cody Curry about process and ping-pong, we find out about London producer O'Flynn's sampling approach, and we have a stack of tutorials for Logic, Cubase, Live, Reason, and Studio One. You'll find all that and more in this month's issue. Subscribe now at musictech.net. So I think I'll go for the Adam A7Xs. Okay. Um, just because I... They're kind of like a, like a home studio, like affordable for everybody. Mm. Mm -hmm. 
That's kind of a, that's kind of a friendly choice for a dream studio. <laughs> I know it's not very adventurous, but that's what I use at home, and I'm I'm really used to them, and I love them. So I think they would be. Yeah, there's there's two items out of the six now that are things that I already use and I'm comfortable with. I think they would be my You've got choice to have for now. <laughs> I mean, just bearing in mind that it is your fantasy studio. I know, I know. You don't. You wouldn't like to say go up to the enormous soffit mounted Adams, the giant ones. Family, same family sound. You're right. Maybe, I, maybe I could do that. I mean, I, that's a, that's a long way up. Yeah, but you could or like the S. The S series, which is like... We have some such nice people on the show because, like, everybody's... We have to upsell them. We have to upsell people's dreams. (laughs) I never thought I would have to upsell people's dreams. I think it's also the comfort thing. I know, obviously, it's not at all adventurous, but I don't know. No, it's a a good reason, though. I I can understand that because, you know, you can get straight to work then, can't you? If you know you can trust what you're hearing and you're used to that sound and you're used to using them. And monitoring, that's very important. Well, let's say something in the the Adams family. (laughs) The Adams family. (laughs) (laughs) The Adams family. (laughs) Why haven't they used that in their marketing? If anybody at Adams listening, (laughs) we definitely want an Adams family advert, please, at Halloween. The Halloween Uh, special. Yeah, yeah, so something of that series, perhaps. But yeah. Okay. Well, we're three down. Yep. Four down, three down. Three down. Three down. God, don't take, don't take, okay, sorry, don't take away <laughs> anything oh my God, I'm so sorry. <laughs> so important, Will. <laughs> Item number four, let's hear it. Okay, I would, oh, I'm thinking now that we've, because I didn't think about the speakers thing before, so now I feel like I've got to minimise my list. Uh, I would go for a Yamaha piano, if there's space. Upright I'm grand. Like, is, there, is there a space in you've there? You've got space. You've got you've all the got... space in the world. Okay. Yeah. So space as big as the <gasps> island. I would love to have a grand piano. Yamaha grand. Mm, I just love the feel of Yamaha pianos. I know they I guess, you know, a lot of people prefer Steinways or whatever, but for me, I just love, yeah, Yamaha pianos. So don't Yamaha own Bosendorfer as well? Do they? Oh, do they? I don't know. I'm not so sure, but I'm just saying... Mm. But. Most people go for those kind of classic right, brands. Right, and right. as a classical pianist, mm. I would have assumed that, obviously wrongly. So tell us about what, why, the, why the Yamaha, what's, what makes it different? Um, it as just somebody feels... that's obviously played a lot of great pianos, surely. I, I think I just always grew up with Yamaha pianos in the, in the house. Like we had a Yamaha upright to begin mm. with. And, um, and then, I don't know, I just love the feel of the keys. Like it just feels... It's kind of clinical and clinical sounding, but for some reason I've just gotten really used to that sound and it just feels really precise to play. I don't know. And, yeah, but I guess because of having that, you know, having a Yamaha upright and then we eventually... um, I spent a lot of time with the Yamaha Grand and I just loved it. Um, So, yeah, I think that's what I'd love to have. Um, And I I was thinking Grand, and this is a bad thing to say, but I would... Like a grand, so we we could prepare some of the strings to, oh. to have some fun with it. Because um, yeah. yeah. obviously in an upright, I'm sure you can do it, but it's a lot trickier. Um, yeah, you've got to have a, a long arm yeah. to get in there. <laughs> Take the back off. Fishing yeah. rod or something to get in the <laughs> yeah. back. But um, I recently, with my friends Abby and Joel, Abby Wade and Joel Wells, they're wonderful composers and producers, and they had a project called Gestalt where they did lots of different collaborations with different artists and musicians and they very kindly asked me to come down to their lovely space um and do a prepared piano piece and 
Mm. Abby very kindly let us um, basically go to town on her parents' grand piano, <laughs> which is a lot of trust to, to put on. Yeah, no, to put on someone, but you know, we didn't damage it at all. But I think what did you do it was, with it? We collected loads of items from around the house and from just you know from various places and just experimented really because neither of us had done that before and we we had a setup of an electron sampler going and just looping loads, loads of things that we were doing and it was very live and quick and fast and it was a really interesting process um and Abby recorded all of it and it ended up being put in this installation in Brixton Brixton windmill the not the venue but the actual windmill hmm. um so they did layers of our loops up and up the windmill on different floors and wow. so it became an installation piece in the end but creating those samples and the sounds was so much fun and I just kept thinking how fun it would be to do it more you know more of it in a recording environment and making pieces out of it I guess like you know a huge inspiration also is Kelly Moran on Warp who does a lot of prepared piano pieces and yeah I'm a big fan of her work so it'd be fun to venture more into that field I guess in terms of the techniques mm-hmm. that you're using there then mm. um what exactly would you be doing for each of these preparations what can you give some examples of what you were doing i didn't really know what to prepare so i kind of bought very varied metals and cogs and screws and rubber bands and god i've got a picture of weirdest stuff we put in there like blown up rubber gloves and <laughs> anything that we thought might you know alter the sound and you know we were really truly experimenting like neither of us really had i don't think you know a particular goal in mind we just wanted to see what sounds would come out and so we'd play around move things around, move things around while someone was playing, you know, and mm-hmm. it was a bit of both. Like, I'd be sat down and Abby would be placing things on the keys and it'd be the other way around where she'd be plucking the strings while, you know, as a, as a cello player, she'd be playing it like a cello while I was playing and then we'd be moving stuff around. So it was kind of, I guess, yeah, very fluid, very movement-based. But I think being an Okinawa, there'll be a lot of very natural, organic things I could find on my travels <laughs> and maybe place onto the street. I don't know. I think it'd be quite interesting. It'd be more nature-based, perhaps, than... Peaceful you know, preparation. Than, yeah, very mm. peaceful. Very peaceful. Very nice. Yeah. <laughs> which ties me on to my next thing, which would be, I guess, mics, if if I was to prepare and I would need to record it somehow. Probably. Otherwise, everybody would just have to come to you. <laughs> which is fine. Yeah. <laughs> It's a destination nice place. Gig. Yeah, that's the destination. Gig. Yeah, it's like. And I'm guessing that a pair of mics is not one no, item. No, you're not allowed to. <laughs> okay. Stereo, stereo mic is okay. Okay. Five and six, and we're done. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. What were you gonna I'd, do? I'd written down U87 because I thought it would be a nice vocal mic, and I could use it to record piano as well mm-hmm. if there were two. Mm. But. Mm-hmm. What stereo mics would you recommend? Well, I'd we're upselling dreams again, Will. Oh, yes. <laughs> upselling dreams. Um, but I would say go for I the think con- just go, go the, for the one, yeah. The one you want. Because you've got forever to figure out the best place to put it. Yeah, that's true. And you've got forever to play it twice, <laughs> match the performance. <laughs> you record the lower strings, you record the left hand first, I've and then you record the-, the right hand separately. Yeah. All the time to make myself a robot. And, <laughs> and you've got a looping pedal, so that you can that you play true. left hand first, then move the mic right hand. That is very true. I mean, it's not the most effective, maybe not the most efficient workflow. Well, you could just get another mic and then we're done. I know. Maybe. I but just then what would, you, what, would you be, what would you be eliminating if we went yeah. with two mics here? Oh. What, what are you toying? What's well, the struggle? There were two options. 
but now that I've gone with the speakers, ah, but speakers are two things. Mm-hmm. So no, that's could fine. you not? Is it fine? Of course it is. We're going to get a stereo Yeah, yeah, yeah. Speakers. speakers are fine. Right. We wouldn't make even... you have like one speaker. <laughs> it seems a little bit churlish, okay. doesn't it? Really? Oh, yeah, it does. And, and I think I'd, I'd be I'd be fine if a guest wanted a five point one system as well. Because if a guest is Would doing, you? yeah, I'd be, you're not, is, you're not fine with it. This podcast is over. <laughs> <laughs> Forget just, it, mate. Just yeah. swipe everything on the desk and walk out. No, you're dead to me. I think that's sensible though, because that might be for yeah, that makes right, sense. Right, I hear yeah. you. I hear you. Okay. Well, let's just say for argument's sake, I went with the one mic. Yeah. Then mm-hmm. I would. This is a tough choice, but it was between. I'm allowed to say the two. Yeah, 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 of course. Uh, so a space echo, just because I've been obsessing over my friend Pete's the Roland mm. RE two hundred one. Is it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it's such a beautiful, beautiful thing. Um, yeah, I think every studio needs to have. <laughs> yeah, I think we've had a lot of fun just really mangling vocals through it, and mm. yeah, I think that would be one of the dream things to have. But also... What sort of dub textures or what, what are you doing with it for vocals? Uh, so we kind of... So my friend Pete, so he's an amazing producer called Pete Lyons, was helping me just mix down uh, five tracks I'm putting out. Mm. Um, and we did some additional production together and he sort of put all of my vocals through the space echo and we just just played around with the beat repeat, the delays, just made it really mm. mangled. And it was more of a texture thing, I guess, right. than than, yeah... Um, yeah, it was fun. It just really transformed how that I thought the, the tracks would sound. Well. I know, wouldn't it be dreamy? Mm, that would be nice. <laughs> I'm excited oh. about that. Yeah, okay. I, I don't maybe think I've ever seen should... your eyebrows go quite that high yeah. before. It's extraordinary. <laughs> uh, yeah. And I love the tape echo. I really, I, I really want one as well. Mm. That would be, yeah. So maybe I should just go, for, yeah. Maybe but what I'll are you eliminating? Yeah. I was eliminating because I was thinking something that made some sort of drum machine, I was thinking. Oh, yeah. I was thinking the analog, uh, the electron analog rhythm, as as the potential last thing. So a modern drum machine, which is yeah. Uh yeah, I guess. Um, I just really I, I've never owned a piece of electron gear before, but I've always been so inspired. You know, to see, all their creations are just so. Uh, I don't know. They're, they're all a bit left field, and they're all quite interesting. Yeah. And you mm. need to really get into the the in, say, in, in, ins and outs of very them. Very deep, right? I think yeah. the way that you interface with them is a kind of has a bit of a love hate thing. I think a lot mm. some people completely connect with how you interface mm. with the electron aesthetic in terms of how they all the machines work, and some people like me don't really get on with the interface. But they sound, mm. or they always sound amazing. They sound mm. incredible. It's, um, it's the workflow aspect of it that's. Yeah. I find them a little tricky, to be yeah. honest. Yeah, mm. but the people so, that love it really love it, and they buy mm-hmm. all of the because right. it's because it they mm. roll that kind of same workflow out mm. throughout all of the gear. So, if you've connected or seen somebody else connect with it, and you're mm. inspired by it, I think that's yeah. Mm. Apart from the model samples, actually, which was much more simple to yeah. use. Yeah, I think that was that's their actually, answer to that, wasn't yeah. it? Because it was. Right. Mm. I think there could also be a lot of happy accidents with it in a, in a way. Mm. I don't mm. know. But also, I've got all the time in the world, right, yeah, to, to get to know it. To so. read that manual. <laughs> read that manual, yeah. But you've got to pick one. Okay. I probably go with the Space Echo, I all think. All right. Synthesize those drums on the memory moog. Right. Yeah. Or in Ableton. You've got all the instruments or in Ableton. Or on the prepared piano. Build percussion. Yeah, on the prepared oh, piano. Yeah. Fine. With the one mic. <laughs> or beatboxing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't think I could put that on anyone. Me beatboxing is not a very good idea. <laughs> well... On that island, you know, some anything can happen. Right, you've well, got time to practice your beatboxing, right. of okay. course. Well, I'll try my hardest. <laughs>
Um, you also have one last non-musical additional item Ooh. that you're allowed Luxury item. to come with you. Is there anything that you Luxury always take with you item. from studio to studio or something that you, you know? But not gear-related. Not gear-related? Um, what would you love in your studio that was... I loved a dog. That's nice. <laughs> I think That's it'd nice. be nice to have That's nice. a companion. Seeing as it's going to be so remote and dogs are so loving and beautiful and kind and therapeutic. I think there's, there's a research paper somewhere. I think it's a Japanese thing that basically is a Japanese company that have proved that if you look at pictures of cute animals, your productivity increases and it's like even for like five minutes or something. So actually, it's a really productive thing to there's, have There's loads of papers about, you know, people's life expectancy goes up mm -hmm. if they've got a dog. Right. Um, they heal faster in hospitals, like when they take dogs yeah, around. Therapy and like, dogs. Really? Yeah, therapy dogs. Yeah, therapy dogs, yeah. People heal mm -hmm. faster and, uh, yeah, yeah loads, of, loads of, yeah. It'd have to be a dog for me. But Any purely, for the, purely for the efficiency, of course. So you, just to have it there, look at it, become more efficient, yeah. make more music. Right, but also yeah. to make me exercise because I'm... An absolute slug in life, and <laughs> so so. What are you thinking? What's your what's your dream dog then? Oh, I don't know. Just any. I, I'm not particular on a breeds. rescue, maybe. Then yeah, I think yeah. rescue. Something. I, I think a dog that needs love, and we can you know look after each other. I guess. <laughs> we had a, we had a really lovely rescue dog growing up, and yeah, he really stole my heart. He was a big Dalmatian Alsatian cross, or maybe Doberman cross. We never found out because no one had you know all the. Yeah. Mm all of his documents, whatever, but my stepdad got him from Battersea Dogs Home and he was the most loving, massive, soppy creature going, you know, so I think, yeah, rescue dog, I think. Awesome. And some, a dog with a sample-ready bark in case yeah. you need it. <laughs> of course. Or yeah. to make the Battersea <laughs> yeah. Dogs Home theme tune out of. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Or any of those percussion sounds that you now require. That's true. Yeah. Well, maybe you can help me hunt yeah. down... The shells I'd use or something. I yeah, don't know. exactly. Yeah, we yeah. could. We can go on walks and he can adventures, musical she, adventures yeah. together. Right. There'll be hijinks too, I imagine. <laughs> What's that? Hijinks. Yeah. What's, that? What's hijinks? Uh, yeah, just japes. You know. <laughs> oh right, sorry. Dog-based anyway. bants. <laughs> Dog-based bants. <laughs> <laughs> right. Okay. Well. So um, run us down. Run us down the studio, Will. The studio. It's in Okinawa, mm -hmm. in the mountains, mm -hmm. up a rickety path, <laughs> a rickety step. It made it sound so desirable. <laughs> no, well, it's going to be hard to get that memory move up there. And... I know. Well, Although that's not your responsibility. We didn't factor in the moving cost, did no, we? No, no, we just airlifted okay. it all in. All right. yeah. um, Thanks, guys. <laughs> you're welcome. That's fine, yeah. <laughs> all part of the service. We don't pick up the bills. <laughs> yeah. Um, with a specced out Mac laptop running Ableton Live, um, your interface would be a Prism Atlas for synths, you've got a Memory Moog Plus looping uh, provided by a Pigtronics Infinity Looper. Monitors the atoms, although let's say A7Xs then. Right. Okay. Uh, you happy with that? Final choice? Uh, yeah, I think so. Excellent. Uh, but we don't want to make too much noise in the mountains because we've got to respect the animals. So That's I, true. Yeah, I don't yeah. want to have anything that's going to be too boomy. Of course, you could have acoustic treatment in your studio. I mean, that's. But is that an extra cost? Is that no, an extra? That, that can go in. That's part of your studio vibe. Yeah. Oh, okay. Mm, yeah. Maybe I'll go for the bigger Adams then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But something from yeah. their family. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Excellent. Um, Yamaha Grand Piano, mm -hmm. uh, U87, Neumann U87, and a Roland Space Echo, mm -hmm. and a dog. Yes. 
as your luxury item. Oh, thanks, oh. guys. <laughs> that sounds thanks nice. Thanks for making this dream a reality. <laughs> <laughs> Still a dream. Yeah. yeah. We upsold it. We got you some bigger yeah. monitors in there. Yeah, yeah, I think it's good. Brilliant. Decent. Oh, right. Well, thank you very much for coming on the podcast. We really, really appreciate it. Oh, it's been a great so pleasure. Thank you so much for having me. If you're enjoying the podcast, make sure you subscribe using your favourite podcasting app and also think about rating and reviewing Music Tech's My Forever Studio. Don't forget to check back every Thursday for new episodes. Thanks for listening.